At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast reshipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. Draymond Green's problems seem to be more psychological, seems to be the interaction with his team, his role on the team. And we know the old Pat Riley, the disease of me. Let's give Golden State a ton of credit for avoiding that so far. Maybe we're seeing patient zero when it comes to the disease of me for Golden State. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 You heard it. I'm RJ live coast to coast, six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock here in Vegas. And we've got an action packed hour for you this Thursday. We are doing crossfire battle between the pros. An NFL game me and Fez disagree on and a college game Fez and Brad Powers disagrees on bottom of the hour. The only guest we have this week, that means he's mighty good. Greg Cosell, joined in studio by the pros who know. We mentioned him, Fezzik, NFL expert, Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. Here's my personal promise. We will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But you can't have the pros without the Joes. He's my favorite, Jonas Knox, voice of the fans. On an NFL Thursday here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So week eight in the NFL starts later on tonight, but we will start in the NBA where the Golden State Warriors hammered the Wizards last night by 22 on the back of Steph Curry's 11 threes and 51 points in just three quarters. So RJ... What does Vegas make of the Warriors' 4-1 start? 
this is a fascinating team to look at because I think on the surface, Fez, it's hard to think anything but good things. Four and one record, and you've got Curry, career highs so far, average wise, points, field goal percentage, and three point percentage. Now, can't do better than the best you've ever done. And this is a two time MVP we're talking about with Curry. So, in general, I see why there'd be a ton of optimism. I personally think otherwise. And I'm talking about 10% here, meaning I've downgraded Golden State a little bit, which seems crazy. But here's the other side of that. We got Draymond Green, who is having a horrible season so far. Five games. Only once has he scored more than five points. Think about that. And when I think about Curry and his great shooting, I think teams get hot shooting and teams get cold shooting. Players get hot, players get cold, right? But that's something that's going to even itself out. There's no reason to think Curry's become a better shooter. The best shooter in the history of the world probably hasn't become a better shooter. But Draymond Green's problems seem to be more psychological, seems to be the interaction with his team, his role on the team. And we know the old Pat Riley, the disease of me. Let's give Golden State a ton of credit for avoiding that so far. Maybe we're seeing patient zero when it comes to the disease of me for Golden State. Thought. Yeah, I agree. Draymond Green looks disengaged. He had two points opening night and the last three games, four, five, and five. And remember, they describe him as one of the big four. RJ, when was the last time a guy was described as being one part of a big four that was averaging six points a game? You know, we had a guy, Dave Malinsky, passed away with us uh, a couple years ago. He passed away recently. He said he thought Draymond Green was one of the top 15 most valuable players in the NBA. Boy, times have changed there. So on one hand, yeah, it's possible Green surges. But on one hand, right now, we've got a problem with Green that seems to be something that could be long-term. We've got a surge with Curry, very likely not long-term. Let me ask you this, Jonas, as you're watching the NBA, a lot of feelings about this Lakers team as we shift teams. What's your fans' perspective on the Lakers? Well, I'm sort of with the mainstream narrative that is the Lakers are off to a disappointing start because I'm just looking at what the record is. They get their first win of the season last night against a Phoenix Suns team who's got one win on the season, and they win by 18, and the game wasn't close. But along with the name mainstream narrative of being disappointed, that's where you guys come in because, RJ, I think Vegas and maybe you guys have a different take on the Lake Show early on. I think there's two different takes. So in poker, we talk about that second-level thinking. That's third-level thinking. So let's call the fans' perspective, the mainstream media, first-level thinking. Oh, Lakers, 1-3. Oh, they finally won one. Boo. You know, bad season so far. The second-level, Fez, is, well, wait a minute. The spread, by definition, is expectation. Let's add up the spread results on the four games. The Lakers have exceeded expectation by just a smidge. But if you add up their plus or minus margin against the spread in the four games, it is now positive. All right. So on one hand, you can say they've exceeded expectations, the Lakers. On the other hand, you can say against Portland, they led uh, 
with two minutes left in the third. So 14 minutes left in the game they led. Obviously, they lost. But then they went to overtime against the Spurs in a pick'em game. If they would have beat the Spurs in a coin flip, it'd be a whole different story. So they haven't really been blown out in any games. They're one in three. Yeah, that's not great. But you add it up, their ATS margin is positive against the spread. I think the second level thinking is, ah, probably what we expected. Do you agree with the second level thinking? Hint, hint, I think Fez might have a third level coming up. Yeah, I disagree. I actually have downgraded the Lakers by a point. Now, this is after getting all their guys back from suspension. Still a downgrade, and the reason being it comes to team mentality. And We saw it, RJ, opening night. LeBron comes out Superman, 18 points right away, but he wants to see what his teammates can do. And he goes ahead and defers to them, and he's deferred to them in some of these games here. I don't think LeBron is all in. Oh, my gosh, we got to win this game right now. Now, I do think last night might have been a little bit of an aberration. At Staring at 0-3, maybe we got the, the full focus of the Lakers just for that game. Now, that's fascinating. When there's a game that needs to be won or it's going to start a, a narrative LeBron doesn't want or uh, the coach doesn't want or Magic doesn't want, maybe what ends up happening is, okay, let's not look so much towards the future now. Let's not worry about culture as much. Let's get this win. But in general, once we've established the Lakers aren't going to play like LeBron's Cavs did last year, which was him playing every game, him playing the most minutes, LeBron, of any player in the NBA, if it's more of a midterm, long-term goal on this Lakers team, you got to downgrade them right off the go. I agree with that. But since that's happened, I don't think the results have been much worse than we would have expected. Jonas, I tell you this, NBA leading the way, we got a little World Series talk coming up, but otherwise it's all football from here. We've got week eight starting tonight in the NFL. It is the Dolphins at the Texans. And we've got right now at pregame.com, you can see all the current lines up to date. The Houston Texans, a seven and a half point favorite at home. Yeah, we'll do, let's do Thursday night first, and then we'll get that World Series sound from Colin next. So, Fez, in the World uh, or I'm sorry, in Thursday night football, the, this is one of those games I'm just saying, I got a great reason. I mean, a great reason. I can't bet either team. So let's go over each team's each of the teams, and kind of established that. Uh, number one, the reason I can't bet Houston laying over a touchdown is you got a banged-up quarterback with Houston. Yeah, Watson with a bruised lung, a bruised chest, had to take a bus to a game a week and a half ago. I don't think that they want to risk him to injury. I don't see them throwing the ball as much, and I certainly don't see him running the ball at all. Yeah, so when you say risk him to injury, I think obviously he's going to play. So he's getting, there's a risk to injury. They're going to try to minimize that risk. Why or how? Don't throw as much. Even if they do throw, hey, if you don't see the first receiver, second receiver, throw it away, check it down. And if they do get a lead, when you're laying over a touchdown, you need margin. If they do get a lead, they're going to really slow it down. We saw that last week when Houston got a big lead on Jacksonville. From there, what happened? 20 to nothing, and then they just go went ahead and limped to a 20 to 7 win. All right, so I can't play Houston. I can't play the Dolphins for two reasons. One, they've got injuries too, but the kind of injuries that affect teams' results, but the marketplace, Vegas, the betters don't necessarily 
value enough. Yes, the Dolphins have two O-linemen out. That's been old news. But now their top two wide receivers are out. But these aren't big-name guys, so the marketplace isn't reacting as much as they would to say if the Giants' wide receivers were out. Some injuries can be overvalued. Sometimes a quarterback will be out. The market goes wild. Really, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. It's just he's got a bigger name. Sometimes, though, when you have non-quarterbacks that aren't big names out, especially cluster injuries, multiple injuries in the same position group. So if your first and second wide receiver are out, now your third becomes your first, your fourth becomes your second, and who becomes your fourth, (laughs) right? Your third and your fourth, that fourth guy might be off the practice squad. That's not a good thing. Market, you're not hearing much of that. That's why it's undervalued factor, negative for the Dolphins, keeping me off the Dolphins. Also, the Dolphins have been in a very positive situational spot the last two games, and now they're in a horrible spot. Yes, they got two Midwestern teams, Detroit and Chicago, coming to their home, 82 degrees, and great spot with that hot weather. But now... Think about it. The Dolphins had to play in that hot weather. Now they've got to play wheel back and play on a Thursday here on the road. So that hot weather, especially in the Bears game, that was probably the deciding factor for the Dolphins. Dolphins were dominated in that game the first three quarters. Me and you happen to have a bet on that game, Fez. I had the Dolphins. You had the Bears. You remember that? <laughs> I do. You're looking at me confused. Well, you win so many, many of them against me lately, RJ. I can't keep them straight. It's like looking at a like you ask your grandfather, like, do you want sushi? And he looks like, what are you? What sushi? Like he's looking kind of, you know, very confused. I should remember the one I won, right? <laughs> you would think, but I guess again, that one should really stick out. Well, I've been lucky lately, but not not when I wasn't. So think about it, guys. Imagine a situation. When the Celtics used to have like a great home court, you know, even better than they do the parquet floor, right? We talked about that yesterday. If the Celtics are especially good at home, you're going to think, yeah, but they've got an advantage, an extra advantage. And once they're away from home, you got to say, man, that transition's even bigger. Every NFL team has an advantage at home. Miami, when it's 80 plus degrees, they're in the light uniforms, other teams in the dark uniforms. Come that fourth quarter, the Bears wilted. And thus, you go from having a real advantage two straight games, the Dolphins did at home, to the biggest disadvantage you can have, which is being on the road on Thursday when you only have half the time to prepare, which means that travel time cuts into it. And it's just such a big effect. And we've seen historically it's so hard for teams to even cover on the road on Thursday. So I can't bet Houston because of Watson's injuries and they're going to be less aggressive, you would expect, if they get any kind of lead. Can't bet, can't bet Miami because of the injuries at wide receiver. And also, I think they're a little overrated because they just came off two advantageous situations. When we come back, we are going to listen to Colin Cowherd's take on the Dodgers, and I'm going to disagree 100%. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. As promised, we will hear from Colin Cowherd coming up here momentarily. He had an interesting angle on the World Series, which R.J. disagrees with. But one of the beauties about doing straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio, we are live 6 to 7 Eastern time, Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 Pacific time. So sometimes news breaks, and big news it is, potential news out of the NBA Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN is reporting that the Houston Rockets are making a renewed bid to acquire Minnesota All-Star Jimmy Butler, including four future first-round draft picks in their most recent trade offer, according to sources and ESPN. RJ, what is the Vegas takeaway on that major news that just dropped? Daryl Morey is truly one of the innovators when it comes to sabermetrics, and I think that's important to remember. You hear a lot of talk about sabermetrics, and oftentimes it's you know pretty good math guys, not the kind of math guys that could get a professorship at MIT or anything, and they like sports. They're guys oftentimes more than times than not, and they're pretty sharp. But the innovators, the guys like Bill James and you know Moray be an example of that, they have that next lo- level understanding of it. I very much respect his mathematical approach with the Rockets. And one of the things, if you have a model, what's a model is you mathematically try to represent the world. You got to set rules to your model. For example, imagine if this was a time before two pointers and three pointers, there was just twos. All right. Your model would say shooting from a distance doesn't mean all that much. Just make it the day. The rules change and goes to three For long shots, the model has to change. Now, what is the model? What are the rules for an NBA team? And it's one of two things typically. One is we want to be decent. We want to be as good as we can be. Now, wait a minute. That sounds like every team. Like you might say, RJ, who doesn't want to be as good as they can be? Well, there's another approach, which is I want to maximize my chance to win a title in the next five years or 10 years. Those are two different things. So think about it. If you think you're on the cusp of a title, you can trade a bunch of future first round picks, understanding you're going to be horrible at come that point. But now it increases your chance to win a title today from let's say 15% to 22%. But it's going to hurt you later. If your goal is to win a title, that's the move. When you feel like you're close enough to win, like the Rockets are, it makes sense to go all in to get that win, that one title. But if you had to say, how many games will the Rockets win regular season the next seven years? I think this trade hurts that if they would trade four first-round picks. But if you say, what's the odds of the Rockets winning a title in the next seven years, I would say this trade helps. Fez, agree, disagree? Yeah, I agree, because as soon as Chris Paul gets a couple years older, the window of opportunity slams shut on this team's title chances. Because remember, they paid Paul in a way that it's going to be hard for this team to be any good at that point anyway. So why not at that point, you start to have some really bad seasons. You got your first-round picks at that point. And now you're back to the 76ers mode. So if you really said, hey, guys, here's what Morey's trying to do. Uh, he wants to max his chance to win this year or next year. 
He's accepting the fact three, four, five years from now are going to be tough years. But six, seven, eight years from now, we're going to be surging back. I think a lot of fans would accept that. And to me, if you look at it analytically, that's the mentality that leads Morey to do something which maybe doesn't make a ton of sense, which is give up a ton now for a player in Butler that, what, is 15th best in the league, Fez? Yes. Guys, Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So we transition to the World Series. The Red Sox are now up two games to none after last night's 4-2 win over the Dodgers. Game three is tomorrow night in L.A. And earlier today on Fox Sports Radio, Colin Cowherd had a very strong take on where to place the blame with the Dodgers down 0-2. The difference between that game last night is the Red Sox played all their best players. Dave Roberts went to his front office and said, I can't wait to, we're a home run hitting team. I'm going to pay. Oh, no, you can't play your home run hitters. What do you mean? We were second in baseball and home runs. We led the National League in home runs, but the analytics overruled it upstairs and said, Cody Bellinger's not going to play. I want you to think about that. Cody Bellinger was the National League Championship Series MVP, and he has not started for the first two games. I get analytics, but in crunch time, I go manalytics. Stars make things happen. Stars have more confidence. Stars have more alpha. Stars have more dog. I want stars, not a slide ruler. Dave Roberts handcuffed last night by guys upstairs in a binder. I totally disagree with Colin Cowherd there, and here's why. Analytics is never going to put Tom Brady on the bench. Analytics is never going to put the, uh, a truly great baseball player on the bench. What Colin is mistaken, in my opinion, is the best player on a team for being great. And how did this team get to the World Series? By those exact analytics. If somehow they were saying, oh, it's the World Series and we're going to start platooning more lefty-righty than we did during the regular season, I'd be like, oh, that's stupid. But you got here through this specific approach. And if anything, and Colin's making an interesting point. Wait a minute. When the lights shine the brightest, when the pressure is the most intense, the World Series, you need the superstars. Well, one, once again, if you're a superstar, no analytics are going to sit you down. Imagine someone saying, we shouldn't play Jerry Rice this game. Doesn't matter if it's windy or not, the turf or the best players you're going to play, right? Imagine any analytics saying, oh, A Rod should sit in his prime. No, it's not going to happen. So these guys are not great players. But imagine if the pressure is on and you're facing a lefty in a spot you never have the whole year. Now it's the combination of the pressure of the World Series, plus we're deviating from the plan. And you're putting these non-superstars, but still best players on the team, in a spot they're not used to being in. You add up the extra pressure in the unusual situation, that has to be worse than the exact approach that got you here. So I, I do understand Colin's point about you want your best players playing on the biggest stage, but in that given situation in Game 2, the best players did play for that situation and if we think the Dodgers' analytics are that bad and they don't know who their best players are, 
then how in the heck did they make the World Series? Guys, it is a Thursday tradition here on Straight Out of Vegas. It is time. Now, Trends. Trends of the Week on Straight Out of Vegas. And we start in the NFL with the voice of Vegas and the star of Ballers on HBO, R.J. Bell. Oh, you got that call back to Don't Deviate, Jonas. <laughs> I actually have that drop. I should play it for you. Is <laughs> The fact of the matter is there's been a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers and him being a all-time underdog. And it's true. It's true. He's never been a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in his career. But let's go up one. And Brad actually uncovered this. Brad Powers, college specialist. Aaron Rodgers has only been a six or more point underdog four times in his career, and he's 4-0 and against the spread, right, Brad? Yep. 4-0 and against the spread. Now, the 4-0 and against the spread doesn't impress me all that much. That's a small sample size. But the idea that he's a nine-and-a-half-point dog and he's only been a six or more point dog four times, it shows you how amazing it is that they're this big of an underdog. And yeah, the Rams are a mighty good team, best team in the NFL. I agree with that. But I don't believe it's about the Rams here. I think it's about the surrounding cast for Aaron Rodgers is probably as bad as it's ever been. And that's why we're seeing this historic plus nine and a half against the Rams. Shift into college football. Brad, you got an all-timer. Yeah, Florida State this week hosting number two Clemson. The Seminoles a 17-point home underdog in modern college football history. Back to 1980, Florida State has never, never been this large of an underdog at home. Florida State, plus 17 against Clemson, a historic line. Yeah, so that, to me, makes me like Florida State because you got a lot of five-star recruits there that maybe their motivation is hit or miss this year. But in this embarrassing situation... Probably going to be motivated, Florida State. Couldn't agree more. Like the Knowles here. Okay, now, we always do this, and we're going to do it quickly here. You know, in fact, let's think about this. Let's hold this. We're going to bring—we've never done this before. We're going to bring the crossfire to the last segment of the show. So, in one minute, we got Greg Cosell. And then after that, we're going to do best bets and— Crossfire. That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Beyer. You guys had the report earlier uh, from Woj and the Rockets willing to give up apparently four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler. Well, even if they got Jimmy Butler right now, they wouldn't have James Harden right now. That's because the Rockets guard's going to miss two games because of a strained hamstring suffered last night against the Utah Jazz. So he's going to miss tomorrow against the Clippers and miss another game against the Portland Trailblazers. He'll be re-evaluated prior to their road trip next week. Rockets are dealing with other injuries as well. James Ennis is out two games because of a hamstring strain, and Nene is out two weeks because of a calf strain. Houston Rockets in the news for other reasons aside from their 1-3 and three mark. Elsewhere, the NBA Cavs without Kevin Love tonight against the Pistons because of a sore left foot. Bulls forward Bobby Portis going to miss four to six weeks with a sprained MCL in his right knee. Dolphins and Texans kicking off at 8.20 Eastern time. The NFL has fired down Judge Hugo Cruz after a botched call in week six in a game between the Chargers and Browns. Now, apparently, reports say there were other bad calls by Cruz this season, but the NFL Referees Association is calling the NFL's move to dismiss Cruz 
is, quote, reckless, end quote. Jets ruled wide receiver Quincy Nunwa out for their matchup against the Bears with fellow wide receiver Robbie Anderson missing practice today. couple of other notes. First in baseball, Rays bench coach Charlie Montoyos, the new skipper of the Toronto Blue Jays. Rocco Baldelli introduced as the Twins' new manager. At the age of 37, he becomes the youngest skipper in baseball. And the Tiger Woods-Phil Mickelson pay-per-view match in Las Vegas on Friday, November 23rd is going to cost $19.95 on pay-per-view, and that match will start at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have a prop bet pick from Steve Fezzik on Thursday Night Football. I am Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan, and he is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. We pride ourselves. Most action-packed hour of the day is what we strive for on Straight Out of Vegas. We only have one guest a week at this point. You know, I am 48 years old. I got married when I was 38. And I told my wife, I go, listen, think of all the girls I dated. How special do you have to be that I'm going to marry you? Well, that's the way I think of Greg Cosell. If we only have one guest, how good is he? NFL films almost 40 years. How are you doing, Greg? Hey, RJ, how did your wife respond to that, by the way? Uh, you know, she said, yeah, she's my wife. What do you think? Phew, boy, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, the, out of the rule book for doing that. But, hey, if it worked, good for you. <laughs> you know, I've broken a few rules in my day, Greg. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> if you didn't get married till you're 38, you probably did. <laughs> it's true. Vikings defense. You know, friend of the show, Mike Lombardi, has a stat. Last three games, they've only given up the Vikings defense five third down conversion yep how much better do they look on tape well first of all they were historically good last year as a third down defense last year they gave up only 25 percent conversion rate on third down which was historic this year they're below that rj they're only giving up uh just over 23 percent on third down and one thing i've noticed on tape that they're doing more of there's more blitz and there's more what we call cover one meaning man coverage with just a single high safety so they've become a little more aggressive in their approach this was not the mike zimmer approach a number of years ago but i think he's recognized in this league that you have to play more man coverage and less zone if you really want to be effective and uh what a game pick them hosting the Saints this week. That's a really good one. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. No, I agree with you. Browns, you know, we love databases here in Vegas because at least then we can trust our instincts. We don't have a database on four overtimes in seven games. I know. We were, debate, we were debating it before the show. When you watch the tape on teams that are in these extreme spots – do you see the fatigue? And the Browns obviously played fairly well last week. They came back late. Do you see this Browns team as a tired team? That's always tough for me to see on tapes, to be honest with you. So I don't know the answer to that. I think they're an improved team. Uh, I think, unfortunately, right now, due to injury, they don't have many weapons for Baker Mayfield on the outside. They have Landry, Jarvis Landry, who's a very good slot receiver. Um, but I think they're lacking weapons right now. But I think Mayfield, given that, is actually developing very nicely. Um, defensively, they're a team that likes to pressure the quarterback. They're high-percentage blitz. 
relative to the rest of the NFL. Uh, they're clearly an improved team, and if they can get some weapons back on the perimeter, then I think they have a chance to, to uh, spoil some teams as we hit the second half of the season. Talking to Greg Cosell, he is the executive producer and analyst for NFL Matchup on ESPN. Let's move to the Giants. I was just on New York radio today, and I asked the question, Snacks Harrison got traded. We like to call him Snacks. How good was he? Because if you look at various rankings, you would have thought one of the five or six best players on the team. They said, the host, they felt like he was the best defender on the team. $4 million this year, $7 million next. Doesn't seem like $7 million is all that much for your best defender even next year. Do you have any rationale on the tape to why they traded him for a fifth-round pick? Well, first of all, I'm sure they couldn't get more than that, and I'm sure as good a player as he is, a defensive tackle who's essentially a run stuffer, and he's very good at that, RJ. We're not saying he's not. In fact, you could make the argument that as a pure run stuffing defensive tackle, he's among the two or three best in the league and has been for a number of years. But I don't think that position is viewed as a premium position in today's NFL, which takes nothing away from his ability. Now, I'm sure the Giants look to trade him and all they could get was a fifth round pick which likely speaks to the fact that that position is not in high demand well that's fascinating so it explains maybe why they could only get a fifth rounder the Giants doesn't necessarily explain to me why they would trade him but I heard what Greg said it's fascinating Minnesota changing their scheme defensively because of the modern NFL and it looks like the D tackles that are run stuffers being undervalued or at least valued less yeah, people because are looking of it. for pass rushers. Uh, and again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the running game is irrelevant, but I think the feeling in the NFL, if you talk to most coaches now, is that explosive plays on offense come out of the passing game. Your defense must be geared to stop the passing game. Uh, and you do that with a combination of two things pass rush and coverage. And pass rush requires pass rushers. And Harrison, as good a player as he is, is not an inside pass rusher like an Aaron Donald, like a Geno Atkins, those kinds of players. He's not that guy. Fletcher Cox is another name that would come to mind. He's dropping knowledge nuggets, Greg Cosell. You can get those on Twitter directly, at Greg Cosell. Two last questions. You talked about passing, explosiveness, Mahomes. I'm sure you're sick of the call or, you know, you've been talking about him a bunch. Here's my specific question. What are you seeing today on tape from the most recent game that we didn't see in week one, two or three? Because the narrative is, oh, Andy Reid started really fast with his schemes last year with Alex Smith, but then the league caught up. Do you get any sense that there's a downward trend because the league's figuring out the schemes or is Mahomes transcending that? Well, I think he'll transcend it to some degree, which doesn't mean there won't be a bad game, uh, because that happens to every quarterback in the NFL at times. But I think the Chiefs have a really good mix of a talented quarterback who can throw the ball far better than Alex Smith can. But what they do, RJ, is they feature multiple personnel packages, a ton of formation looks, including a lot of shifts and motions. And then when the ball snaps, there's a lot of misdirection and deception. There's a lot going on with this 
this offense, and then you still have really good players. See, that's the other thing. They do all these things tactically that would make it difficult for any defense, but then you have Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Kareem Hunt. You've got players. So it's, it, I'm not saying it's easy for Pat Mahomes, believe me. Playing quarterback in the NFL is, is incredibly difficult. But there's a lot going on here, both with personnel and with tactics, and that really makes this a difficult offense to stop. Last question for Greg Cosell. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Uh, by definition, the Vegas number is expectations. If you consider it that, the Jags have fallen short of expectations. Jacksonville, yeah. last three games by about 70 points. What are you seeing on the film? I assume that's not good, RJ, 70 points. <laughs> not, not good. I know you're not a Vegas guy, Greg, but not good. Um, well, you know, I think that... Blake Bortles will take a lot of the heat, and I don't think he's played particularly well. But I don't think this team is about Blake Bortles. They, they, they have not been able to run the ball. They, Leonard Fournette has not been able to play due to injury, and their offense was built around Leonard Fournette a year ago. And their defense, which still has some pretty good numbers, if you just look at numbers, is, is not quite as good as a year ago. They've not turned the ball over. Last year they had a ton of turnovers. So Bortles is – they know what Bortles is, RJ. He's meant to be a complimentary piece. Uh, in fact, in some games they, they even hide Blake Bortles. Uh, they don't use him that much. That's the way they would ultimately like to play. But when you're built on the running game and great defense and the running game is not very good and the defense is not up to standard, that magnifies Blake Bortles. But this team is not built around Blake Bortles. That's Greg Cosell. It's NFL Films and ESPN Matchup. I watch that show every week, and he's with us every Thursday, 6.30 Eastern. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it, RJ. Thank you. When we come back, we have an exclusive SEC pick from Clay Travis. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm R.J. Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Guys, we have some top 25 action in college football tonight. West Virginia is a 14.5-point favorite hosting Baylor. And I like Baylor, so that means I like it enough to bet Baylor plus 14.5 here, and it's all about line value. Baylor's last game came against Texas. What was Baylor getting? 14 points to Texas on the road. Last I checked, I think Texas is a little bit better than West Virginia. What happened in that game? Baylor nearly won outright as a two-touchdown underdog. They're off a bye. They have a significant coaching edge here. Give me the Bears plus 14 and a half. Baylor plus the points. I like it. Check out the big brain on Brad. <laughs> Brad Powers, best bat. Or like, like, he's batting it. Guys, uh, we go from the Big 12 to our weekly preview, a special one of the SEC. Now, we're going to make you guys lots of money. Clay Travis's SEC Pick of the Week. RJ, appreciate you guys having me on here. Picks are doing pretty well. 57% winners so far. About 100 of them I've given out through eight weeks in the college football season. Your SEC Lock of the Week, well, it's going to be 100% a winner. And it's Missouri, minus six and a half at home against Kentucky. I think they're going to blow out the Wildcats. Kentucky's been winning, but they haven't been able to produce any kind of offense. I think Missouri's offense is going to blow them out, put Kentucky in a situation where they have to throw the football. They can't do it. This Missouri team is going to win, and they're going to win big. 
take the Tigers minus six and a half against the Wildcats. Clay Travis says this one can't lose. Well, Brad, we actually on our podcast, where we do a deep dive on a lot of these games. There was a disagreement on this game. The, there was. I'm actually on the other side. I lean towards Kentucky. Don't like so it. Just a lean. Just a lean on Kentucky. And to me, it's about the Missouri quarterback, Drew Locke, getting a lot of love for being a first-round draft pick. He's not a first-round draft pick when he plays good defenses. And Kentucky's got a top-five defense in his career. 21 touchdowns, 28 interceptions against Power 5 Bowl teams. I don't want Missouri here. We're going to take a look ahead at Thursday Night Football coming up momentarily. We do want to let you know, though, that Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It may just be the most rewarding to-do that you do today. Week 8 in the NFL kicks off later on in Houston. It's the Texans holding steady at a seven and a half point favorite over the Miami Dolphins. Okay, we decided in the or we talked about it in the first segment. And by the way, if you missed it or miss any of the show, just go to your favorite pod player, search RJ Bell. You will see straight out of Vegas and the boys in LA get that baby out fast so you can hear it right after the show if you missed anything. We said we can't bet this Thursday night game on the side. Why? It's over a touchdown. Houston's quarterback, Watson, banged up. So we're a little bit worried about them getting conservative with the lead. Miami, though, their first and second string wide receiver out. Cluster injuries. The market doesn't properly account for that. That makes me, it makes it impossible for me to bet Miami. Faz, you come to the rescue. You love the props, the proposition bets, especially on the big TV games. You got a free best bet bonus. Yes, Houston's Deshaun Watson to go under 23 rush yards. So his total rush yards for the game to go under 23. Check this out, RJ. His first five games of the year, he rushed for 36 or more yards every game. Then he got the bruised chest with the bruised lung. The last two games, two yards, 13 yards. Clearly, Houston does not want him to run the ball injured. We're going under 23 rush yards to Sean Watson. And it's what, minus 110 or so, about even money bet? Yes. That's Steve Fezzik, NFL expert. I tell you, Jones, I'm calling an audible. We forgot in our prep our four-teamer. Now, we did not want anyone to think Brad Powers. Now, what is this? This is a four-team money line parlay <laughs> in college football, which is teams you just think, how could they lose? Wink, wink. They tend to lose. And what happened was Brad started 2-0. and Now, loser, loser, loser. These money line parlays are tough. Let's go through it quickly. Four teams that you say if they just win, you win this four-team bet. Give me the teams first. Yep, Utah State, BYU, TCU, and UAB. Okay, who does Utah State play? Yeah, they're a 20-and-a-half-point favorite over New Mexico at home. Easy win. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. BYU. <laughs> BYU, seven-point home favorite over Northern Illinois. All right, next team. TCU, 13-point favorite over Kansas. Finally. UAB, 16-point favorite over UTEP. So one more time, Utah State, BYU, TCU, UAB. You play those four to just win, $100 wins you what? $104. So it's better than <laughs> a normal, but how could it lose? Now Three straight weeks. Now let's think about this. You only lost one game each of the weeks, right? Yep. So you've had all four teamers and one five-teamer. Yep. So you had four times five, 20, then one extra. 21 teams. You've gone 18 and three. Yep. 
and you've lost money. Mm. It's not easy. <laughs> Listen, I can promise you, if you think it's easy, then Vegas is fooling you. We're going to try our best to squeak out a profit with the Moneyline Parlay, but it's not easy. Don't try this at home. Or if you do, just copy Brad. You have a little bit of a chance. The Odd Couples coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, for a football Friday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate Hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.